Welcome to Nate's Take on Real Estate. I'm Nate Cody, a realtor with Park Place Homes in Midland, Michigan. I've noticed people love to talk about real estate. The good, the bad, and especially the ugly. So, why not podcast about it? Between bouts negotiating for clients like you, I interview noteworthy, knowledgeable guests about all kinds of topics in the world of real estate. From the practical, what do you do when a house fails an inspection? To the weird, you bought the house because it has a ghost? So please join me in today's episode of Nate Takes on Real Estate. My guest today is Dexter Brigham, better known as the Managing Director of Center Stage Theater at the Midland Center of the Arts. Dexter is an accomplished producer, director, and actor with more than 300 stage credits to his name. He and I even performed together in the 2018 Center Stage production of A Christmas Carol, in which Dexter brought Marley's ghost to vivid life. In 2004, he founded Festival 56, Illinois' largest summer theater festival. However, today I take Dexter way off the topic of theater work, and we discuss how he and his talented better half Laura have meandered through a life of real estate until finding themselves smack dab in the middle of a real estate deal. We end with a surprise declaration of trouble in a closing. That will be another episode. So please, join Dexter Brigham and me on today's episode of Nate Takes on Real Estate. Today I'm talking to Dexter Brigham, personal friend of mine, and a. Are you a the director of Center Stage or? Yeah, so you're, my my official title is director of theater programs for the center as a whole. All right, and so I'm starting with one of the big wigs. I've been in a couple of Center Stage productions at the Midland Center for the Arts and had a wonderful time. And I know this fella can talk, and so I thought I'd get him to talk to me. And his wife is donating some time at Brigham's Studios. Uh, thank you, thank you for that. Well, thank you very much for having me. Really glad yeah. to be here. We'll make sure that this is a, like a, an exciting and uh, subversive real estate podcast. <laughs> you know, there's advertising you see for cars, car shows, or whatever. They're like Sunday, Sunday, and they're just so annoying. Oh yeah, like the well, the the monster truck shows. Yeah, and the, just stuff that's so annoying it sticks Sunday, in your head. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe this is a little <laughs> bit of that. You know, it's so bad that people will download that podcast. Oh, we're gonna. I mean, what we're gonna we're gonna tell like some bare knuckle, <laughs> open house stories. I, yeah. You mock, but no, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I've got two of those coming up. Well, I got I got to make sure I, I got to tell your listeners that yeah. um, I got to say thank you. Uh, but so Nate shows up in my house. His equipment includes a six pack of beer. So oh yeah. Uh, so we got we got a couple of bottles here. There we go. And. Uh, we're off to the races. So one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, Dexter, is I know that relatively you're new to town. You've been here... Six years now. Six years now. Actually, I've been at the center for six years. We moved here in August, so we've been here about five and a half years. My family's been in town. And did you buy right away a house? No, no. So we have this long and complicated history of in real estate. So we owned a house. Uh, actually, we still own a house down in oh. Princeton, Illinois. So oh, okay. we had an old 19th century Victorian house. It's beautiful, yeah. like 
2,500 square foot. It was built in the 1880s. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Muraled, uh, the front room of it had this beautiful muraled ceiling, um, beautiful wraparound porch. has a big tower on the front of it, uh, which looks great from the street. From the inside, it's basically a closet with three windows. So Princeton in 1887, what were they doing? That was right after the Civil War. They, the, was it a cow town or agriculture? Uh, uh, totally agricultural community. Totally agricultural. Um, it was, so the, the, the corn it was actually, it was actually a, uh, the road out west came through Princeton. Okay. So we were a supply stop for right. for the Road West in Princeton, uh, our old hardware store, which was in business for about 130 years straight. Yeah. Uh, when it closed in the 1980s, yeah. uh, when they auctioned off all the, the different slots, kind of the different the portions of the building, yeah. they actually found old replacement Conestoga wagon ribs up in the... Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully they're still sitting in someone's barn or decorated oh, I think something. They gave, I think they gave them to the, to the Historical Society. There you it was go. pretty, it was bold. Okay, yeah. so I didn't mean to interrupt. Did you, now, did you pick that house because of its, uh, because of the style or stuff, or was this well, is what's available? Or? Laura and I are always suckers for, you know, old Victorians. And Princeton yeah. is, is a beautiful architectural town. It's got yeah. these beautiful old Victorian houses. And the house was really affordable. Because the nice thing about Princeton is that Princeton's two and a half hours outside of Chicago. Yeah. You know, and... And you can you can snap up like a beautiful old Victorian home for a hundred thousand dollars or less. Like yeah. I think, like the mo- like seriously the most expensive hundred and fifty year old home, like brick home with like five bedrooms on like an acre and a half, yeah. like in the middle of downtown. Like yeah. which, you know, I mean, although these places exist in Princeton, and I think the, the most expensive ones maybe two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, like yeah. it's I mean it's just nuts what the, the price of real estate is. That. So we, we got this 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 beautiful old house like just a block off of Main Street. You know, it was in walking distance of our theater, of the movie theater, of the pharmacy see the coffee shop the bar yeah. you know it's every everything you wanted yeah, everything you yeah. wanted it was great and uh so we bought that house in 2006 and then we moved up here we decided to keep the house for a while just because we were i was still commuting back and forth i was still running festival 56 okay and so we used to go down and we'd stay there and then we also decided that but how how often would you go down once you were installed up here festival 56, festival 56 yeah. is that i know that you founded that that's pretty neat and, yeah. uh, but is that a multiple times a year or is that a big kablooey like a couple a month i, I don't yeah, know yeah so it. the big part was about eight weeks during the summer but so, you still through the year had yeah so I would, I would be down about i'd be down at least once or twice a month okay um during the year yeah and then uh during the summer i'd be I was doing two round trips every week. Okay. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty busy time. But so we moved up here, and, and so we got an apartment over at uh, Mulberry Lane's apartments. And right. A nice little apartment building, you know, just great. over here. And man, I tell you, after being a homeowner for seven eight years, yeah, it was really nice to not have to worry yeah. about shoveling or mowing. Yep. or Maintaining it was it was really nice. So it was Absolutely. nice to have that nice to have that break. And so we we kind of enjoyed apartment living again. But right. eventually the boys started getting a little bit bigger, and, and we're like, okay, it's it's time for us to yeah. Your youngest is so the youngest is six now. So six. Six, they're six and nine now. Okay. He was he was a newborn. Yeah. Uh, he was born in mid March, and I started at the center about two and a half weeks after he was born. Uh, we moved maybe. to we moved to Florida in the same situation. Well, no, actually, a little. We moved to Florida with I moved with a six month pregnant wife, or she moved me and the baby, and <laughs> and then when we moved back up here, the baby was then three and we had another baby so we seem to move when we have babies anyway yeah so about four years that we lived in the okay. apartment and eventually we got to a point where, like the boys were just driving us nuts in this yeah. little 900 square foot apartment we we're like oh my god these yeah. boys need a yard like nobody's business yeah and so and we had been kind of looking at stuff over mm-hmm. the last year or so and we had found a ton of different houses that we liked and we had just gotten you know we, we just started to go around and start looking 
seriously when some friends of ours mentioned to us that they were considering putting their house on the market. Okay. What happened was it just worked out that we ended up just buying this house off of our friends. So, nice. Yeah. So we ended, I suppose it's like the opposite of what you're doing in this podcast. But no, we we're not. not using her no, 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 no. I'm going to have someone on that sold their house, you know, as a FISBO for sale by owner themselves and talk about the pros and cons of that. So this well, is navigating fine. Navigating the arcane intricacies yeah. of how to sell a house. I mean, that was a very confusing. Yeah. I was definitely out of my depth and I have a much greater appreciation for what real estate agents do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I didn't understand when I got into it, that when you actually get two people to sit down and, and sign something that says, I'm going to buy this house from you for these, you know, this amount of money and with these conditions, you're just getting started on that whole process. And, and a lot of the process is just shepherding along the project till you come to completion, you know, just calling people and saying, how are we doing on this? Oh, can we move on that? Yeah. How are we doing? What, how's it coming on that? You know, back and forth and soothing a lot of feelings. But okay, so you looked at a bunch of houses. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good idea in your mind? Because we, we're all different. And some people I get have a really, really tight understanding of what exactly they're looking for. And then other places you go to a good number of places and they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. I could live here. Well, I think... We had to get better at it. I feel like the first time you start shopping for houses, yeah. that's very much your mentality. You're like, wow, nice place. Yeah. Uh, right? And then eventually you realize, okay, there really is a, a very, very wide variety of homes available. And it's worth it for you to sit down with, you know, like with your spouse or whatever and be like, okay, let's be specific. What, yeah. what is the type of environment that we, that we can see ourselves living in for a decade or more like if we're going to live in a house like is it is daylight important to you yeah. is natural light important to you yeah. is it open floor plan you know if you're because you're looking for an open floor plan an old victorian's probably not going to be not going to do it they're going to have lots of little tiny small rooms it's with lots beautiful of doors, but it's but not the rooms gonna, are tiny because they would only have one that. room at a time yeah. being specific about what it was that was important to us i think was was really valuable so that then we could then then you end up saving so much more time because you can walk into a spot yeah you walk into any given house and like, oh, okay, this isn't, that's this isn't kinda, what we're looking for. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've learned as part of my job is just up front taking... Now, the people that have really thought it through, that's just me learning exactly what they want. And that takes a little time. And then some of it is you actually end up showing houses that you're pretty sure they're not going to like. But you have a you have a reason like this. this house is almost everything they're looking for, except they say... They want a two-car garage. Well, this is a one-and-a-half, but it's got this master bedroom that's just, you know, the, the wife for, yeah. goes a little starry-eyed when, uh, you know, she sees uh, that room or whatever, and, and it's like, well, let's see what happens here. And mm-hmm. and uh, it, because it's so far, and you're not going to hit everything on that list every time or even close to it, so it's there's a little give and play. But, okay, so you, you looked at it. Did you go to open houses or... No. Did you look at any inside? Or? Oh, yeah. We went, we'd be looking on Zillow and just yeah. kind of see how, and then we'd just call and ask about them, and, and then we'd just kind of go and show up, and, you know, we'd have somebody meet us, and, yeah. and just kind of walk through them, and we had a, a few that we liked, and, yeah. you know, one that's just- But you didn't pick any of those realtors? Well, we weren't really shopping, seriously, yeah. then. Like, yeah. the, the reason, we, the only reason we ended up kind of in the process that we did yeah. is because it was just a perfect, the timing was yeah. just, just ideal. Like, yep. we were just about to start, and they were just about to put on the market. We were all sitting here exactly where we're sitting right in now this, in, here so, in the right but a friend of mine was owning it and we're sitting there we're like and i'm looking at this house being like is okay this 
pretty much is, this is exactly what we were looking for. This is, yeah. you know, cause we didn't want to go, we, you know, we had done a 2,500 square foot monstrosity. We lived in New York for six years. So yeah. like the idea of living on more than one floor is kind of odd for us. We just couldn't do big anymore and we couldn't do 900 square feet anymore. Well, so before we diverting to too Goldilocks. much, what did you live in, in New York? Tiny, right? Uh, a decent sized apartment, maybe like a thousand square foot apartment. Yeah. But we had, you know, Laura and I plus two roommates. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. so like every extra room was being turned into, at that point, our apartment was $1,600 a month. Yeah. And that was way out in Queens. Yeah. And that was almost 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Same ball game, just bigger numbers now. Yeah. Yeah. Just add a zero on everything. Yeah. So you're, sit, you're sitting there with them. You're, you're like, listen, none of us are looking for anything extraordinary we've been imagining. This is a good house. It's a good, solid house. Why don't we get together on this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is lucky. <laughs> yeah, we really we really lucked out. We really lucked out, which was interesting because when we bought the house in Princeton, yeah, it was a good experience, but we were very much first-time homebuyers. Yep. And there was a really interesting uh, moment. There was a, an incident that happened, not really an incident, but there was something that happened, an exchange that happened that really taught me a lot about real estate agents in terms of the type of real estate agent that, real estate agent that I was looking for. And with that... Thank you, Dexter. And uh, we'll continue this another time. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. When you need a realtor, give me a call at 989-600-4214. Together, we'll get it done with both professionalism and a little bit of humor. Let me know if you have a topic you'd like me to cover on this podcast by dropping me a line, or even better, stop by and see me at Park Place Homes at 1007 East Wackerly, right here in Midland, Michigan. And for all you Facebookers, you can find me by searching for Nate Cody at Park Place Homes. And don't forget the A in Cody. It stands for, uh, what a good realtor. Keep your eye on the market, and I'll see you out there.